stitches. It was good of you to come out, man, Alex said over the foam of his fifth beer. It's been too long. It has, hasn't it? Alex and I had been best friends in college. These days we barely saw each other, even though we lived in the same town. There was a long silence. Our eyes drifted to the game on the screen above the bar, and Alex scratched at something behind his ear. Look, uh, I know I haven't done the best job of keeping in touch. As Alex muttered, his itching intensified. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> hey man, life gets in the way. I understand. I clapped him on the shoulder. No! I mean, as my friend leaned in close, I noticed his eyes. Bloodshot, animal wide, and marble round. How had I missed this before? I mean, Alex whispered, I don't know what's wrong with me. Some instinct made me want to pull back when Alex moved even closer and lifted his earlobe. He pointed to a little scar about two inches long and closed with stitches. Have you ever seen anything like that before? Uh, did you have an operation or something? I asked, confused. It looks fine. No! Alex slammed his fist on the table and his face turned into a mask of anger. Our drink sloshed and spilled. I felt the irritated glances of other patrons on the back of my neck. No. That's just it. I woke up and felt this itch. Then I touched this place on the back of my neck and found this cut. Like a surgical cut. And a pair of stitches. Now I ask you, how could something like that happen without me noticing? Um... I bought some time with a long sip of beer. No idea, man. That's, um... That's pretty strange. And that's not all, Alex hissed. I felt off ever since. I wake up sore, but I don't remember working out. Or I, I try to remember what I did at a certain time of day. Between 6 and 9 o'clock and I get nothing. Or, even worse, I, I get these vague memories that, that seem like they were pieced together from other ones. Like they, they, they feel fake. They, they feel implanted. I frowned. My old friend was starting to sound like the guy I passed on my way to work, talking to pigeons in the park. I was afraid for him, but I was also afraid of him. Have you tried seeing a doctor? I ventured. Or maybe a psychologist? I can't. Alex sighed. I mean, I literally can't. I try to book an appointment, but when the time comes, I'm not there. I get voicemails from the office saying that they'll bill me anyway. The worst part is that sometimes I do remember going, but I know the memory isn't real. That's 
That's why I called you. I, I needed to know that something from my past was actually real. I didn't know what to say to that. And I guess it showed. You don't believe me, do you? Well, I chose my words carefully. I believe you're going through something, and I believe that you need help. Alex rolled his eyes and bunched his hands into fists. Okay. Try this, then. Walk around the bar. Act normal. Nothing suspicious. But look at the space just behind people's ears. Then come back and try to tell me that there isn't something seriously wrong here. If I was going to get help for Alex, I needed to appease him for the moment, so I did what he asked. It's not like I actually expected to find anything. I made a big show of standing up and pretended to search the bar for a friend. And as I did, I started to notice the 30-something woman with a bob haircut and hoop earrings. The Mexican bartender bobbing his head to the music while mixing drinks. The trio of suits laughing at something on an iPhone. These and at least 20 more had a mark just like Alex's just behind their earlobe. So fine and well hidden that I had never noticed if I hadn't already been looking for it. I circled the bar in a daze, counting the scars that I saw. What the hell could it mean? As I did, I felt suspicious eyes following me. Was it just me, or were the ones with stitches watching my every move? Like they knew what I was looking for. Right? Alex asked. One look at my pale, shocked face must have told him everything he needed to know. He leaned back on a stool, looking tense, but smugly satisfied. Okay, I panted. It was hard to get control of myself. What, uh, what could be happening here? You tell me, Alex grunted. But I know this much. Once, just once, after the stitches first appeared, I think I came back to my senses when I wasn't supposed to. I was standing in this hotel lobby that I'd never seen before, with a bunch of people that I didn't know. They must have realized that something was up, because all their faces snapped towards me. They had this, like, concerned look, but it was the same look, the same expression on every face. That's what freaked me out. And then, Alex shut his eyes tight. Like he was afraid of his own words. Hey man, it's okay. I squeezed his shoulder. Go on. And then I felt something squirm inside my neck. Deep inside. On the other side of that horrible cut. I tried to grab it, but it was too deep. It kept wiggling. I tried to fight it. It's like it was taking me over again, and then the rest of them grabbed me, and everything went black. Alex started hyperventilating. Was it just the light, or 
could I see something writhing near his throat? Almost like his intense emotions were making it uncomfortable? There were a lot of whispers and worried looks towards our table, but only the stitched ones who I'd noticed before watched unblinkingly like hawks. When I, uh, when I, when I came back, I, I was sitting on the couch in my living room with the TV on, staring into space. You have no idea how much I grabbed and squeezed and prodded myself, trying to feel that thing again. But it was, it was gone, back deep inside me. Alex held out his palms and looked at them helplessly. So... So how can I how can I really know? How can I know if I'm if I'm me or if I'm if I'm it? Tell tell me you understand, man. Tell me tell me I haven't lost it. Well, I I thought you were crazy, I admitted. Then I indicated the 20 odd faces staring motionlessly at our table. I don't anymore. A huge shadow fell over our spilled drinks. The bouncer. You're gonna be a problem here, he grunted. I fixated on the stitches behind his ear, and my blood ran cold. No, I murmured weakly. No problem. The bouncer snorted, hovered for a long moment, and then lumbered off. By the time he did, something had changed. It was Alex's posture, the way he held his beer, his smile, everything. Just a few seconds had passed, but I was convinced I was no longer looking at the same man. <laughs> he laughed, gesturing towards the screen. Did you, did you see that goal? Nothing in Alex's glazed over eyes gave any indication of the conversation we'd just been having. Yeah, I tried to laugh. <laughs> that's um, <clears throat> that's crazy. Um, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna head to the bathroom really quick. I stood, and as I did, I noticed that about three other guys stood up with me. So I sat back down, and they did as well. You okay, man? Alex asked with a wide smile. The Alex, who I remembered, barely gave more than half a smirk, even at the best of times. Yeah, man. I nodded. Just... Just tired. Um... I think I'm gonna head home. I wondered how the hell I was gonna get out of this place. If there were enough normal people around, they wouldn't dare to hurt me, right? So soon? Alex grabbed my wrist. His smile had become a sneer and his hand was cold. Have another drink. The bartender plonked a murky cocktail down on the table beside me, and I felt sure that if I drank it, I'd never be myself again. With a clumsy swoop of my elbow, I knocked it off the high table. Oh, God, sorry. Here, I'll, uh, I'll order another one. I took advantage of the shattered glass to slip off the stool. I made for the bar, but at the last second, I swerved to the left and bolted to the door. Hey! The bartender shouted over the music. That guy hasn't paid. 
the patrons, stitched and unstitched alike, turned to watch the spectacle of my clumsy flight. I ducked under the bouncer's arm, slammed my shoulder into the door. I was free, until a hand big as a dinner plate closed on my shoulder. Dine and dashers get taken to the back room, he growled breathily into my ear. The giant bouncer twisted my arm. The pain screamed in my brain and burst like bright lights behind my shut, tight eyes. It was so intense that I hardly noticed I was being steered into an alley behind the bar. A rusty door squeaked open at the end of the alley. There was only darkness inside. Three or four figures stood beside it, waiting. For what? To give me a little cut in two stitches? I think seeing what awaited me at the end of the alley gave me a burst of adrenaline, and that allowed me to overcome the pain, dislocate my arm, and run for my car. I think I must have somehow unlocked my car and gotten inside without being caught, and then driven back to my apartment in a panic to, to check something. I, I think that's what happened. I, I, I can't be sure. Because I just looked in the mirror, and I just found two little stitches behind my ear. Welcome to the Fright Night Fridays podcast, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that story that you just heard. If you want to know anything about the author and where you can go and read this story for yourself, you can see that down in the description that we have here um, underneath everything we said that we're doing in this episode, which in this episode what we are doing is talking about Halloween 2018. So uh, let's go around the table and get a blanket statement about just how we felt about the movie. Just kind of, boom, Brandon. Well, I'll tell you what. That was a very good movie. Okay. I liked it, for the most part. Okay. Jason? It was very good. Speaking of blanket statements, um, it's cold in this room, so I would like a blanket. Don't you have a jacket? Well, that's too damn bad. I do have a jacket, but it was it was too easy. It was too hard to pass up that opportunity. It was too God. easy and too hard at the same <laughs> time. <laughs> it too hard. It was mostly flaccid. <laughs> Most. Oh. Now, <laughs> how I felt about this movie... Uh, I liked it, but just not as much as I wanted to like it. And I'll leave it at that until we get a little bit further in in more detail. Okay. So, uh, we'll start off with, uh, just the fun little facts about the movie here that Jason can give us. Oh, yeah, what you got for us? Like the budget and stuff like that, and who directed it and stuff like that. Okay. And all that stuff that's like that. Yeah. All that stuff? Oh, okay. All that now, stuffy stuff. Now that you mention it, I know, I know that stuff. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the stuff. <laughs> okay. The, you got the stuff. <laughs> the stuff that I bring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yes, of course, we were talking about the Halloween movie created, made, and released in 2018. <laughs> all in 2018. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> it was created and made <laughs> and, and released. released. All in 2018. <laughs> um... That Which is actually, actually that's, not, that's <laughs> not an exaggeration. It could have been <laughs> yeah. because a fun fact that I found when I was looking up some stuff about this movie is that it was it was uh, all shot in 28 days in Charles South Charleston, South Carolina. Which right. funny enough, Brandon has spent there for a lot bit. of time there. That's right. It's a good place. Lots of movies were filmed you there. You could have you could have ran into Michael Myers, dude. 
Probably not. What would you have done? <laughs> Wait a second. Well, during 2018, were you there? If they filmed it in 2018, I okay. definitely could have. Okay. So all, I'm, all I got to say to that is... Year was there. <laughs> that was it going over your head. I you was just, why'd you go by your head then? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I was saying that you could have run into the killer, Michael Myers, not the actor. <laughs> it was... Well, yeah, I was like, ah, probably not, yeah. because it's not yeah. set in Charleston. I was about to say, if we're going off the canon of where the movie's actually taking place, he'd be in Illinois. <laughs> right. <laughs> the joke train. Wait a second, I also was in oh, Illinois. Shit. In Chicago. Damn, well, yeah. that's not where this is. Well, yeah, I was technically in no, Great Lakes, so. Really. Actually, how, how far is Haddonfield supposed to be away from Chicago? I don't know. I don't know. I can look no it up in a second. Doesn't matter. About the Midwest. <laughs> All right. So a little more information. Um... Uh, it was produced by Malik Akkad. Um, it was directed by John Carpenter. And some of the writers is John Carpenter, Deborah Hill, Jeff Fradley, and Danny McBride. Um, so the cool thing about this movie is that it basically erases the past movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's basically the Halloween in 1978. Yep. This movie is starts off It's a direct sequel. Direct sequel, basically. Um, funny that it's in like 40 years in the past. 40 years in the, in the future. future. Yeah. Um, oh, excuse me. But basically it just gets rid of all that weird, crazy well, shit that they did in the other movies. Yeah. Well, the, the only thing that kind of irked me about it is that the way the original movie ends is Michael falling off that balcony and then disappearing, mm-hmm. and Loomis sees it, and that's it. You know, and then we get exposition dumped on us later in this one where they're like, oh, shit. Sheriff Hawkins helped bring him in that night if it wasn't for him. And I was like, well, it would have been nice to have seen that, you know? Yeah, yeah. for real. But, and, and they make they make him, because like, all <clears throat> Sheriff... Okay, I'm starting to talk about the last movie. All Sheriff Hawkins did in that movie was just drive around. He did nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Everything's happening, and he's like, oh, okay, well, I'll find him eventually. That's kind of what all the cops do in, in yeah, it, because uh, they... Even this movie, yeah. Yeah. Well... Sheriff Hawkins does run Michael over in this one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. get to that. Yeah. But, um, all right, so let's talk about money. Everyone's favorite Moolah. subject. Um, what do you think the budget was? Well, it is a well-established horror franchise, and I I would say it's a pretty big $60 million. What do you, what's your guess, Brandon? Um, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna say the budget for this was thirty million. Wow, <clears throat> you were both incredibly wrong. Are we way too low? <laughs> You're way too high. Oh, what was it? <laughs> Fifteen million. <laughs> what did you say? I so said, said 60. sixty. Oh, yeah, fifty. Ten, Fifteen. I mean, ten million dollars. Wow. was the budget, and then wow. it made a hundred million <laughs> back. <laughs> and. You, uh, is that your guess for the U.S. and Canada gross, gross income? Sure. All right, what's yours? 120, 100, 143. 143? You're a lot closer than Jace. Wow. So it grossed in the U.S. from U.S. and Canada $159 million. And that's Dang. just, wow, that's just the U.S. and Canada, <clears throat> which is so funny because when you think about it, like, what <clears throat> other... What other, like, um, like job or um, industry can you be in to um, put out 
10 million and make that and get much profit. 159 million back. Yeah. 10 <sighs> times the money that you put in. Yeah. That's insane. That's so fucking insane. Um the worldwide gross income is something completely it's a lot more. <laughs> oh yeah, I it's, figure. It's 255.6 million. Oh, yeah. 143. Oh. <laughs> 143. <clears throat> 243. Yeah. <laughs> um it made a lot of money. Yeah, I don't I mean, doubt it. To be shot in 28 days, which is not a lot of time, and like, well, obviously there was like some more time with FX and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, because that might not even be accounting for like maybe like the reshoots that we heard about them talking about with the in- original ending and stuff. So. Yeah. But like 10 million and making 255 million, there's some rich ass motherfuckers who yep. who made a lot of money off this this movie. Oh yeah. It's insane. What? Nothing. I just I w- I wanted to see. Haddonfield, Illinois, if it was close to Chicago. It's not a real thing. Oh, oh yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I figured it was. I was trying to see if, like, there was a town in in um, Illinois that was, like, it was modeled after, but it's actually ma- modeled after Haddonfield, New Jersey. There's some weird-ass names, and there's Weird. not a Haddonfield? Nope. No, not, not in Illinois. Not in yeah. Illinois. There's one in New Jersey, yeah. but... There's a coffee, coffee Alabama. Yeah, yeah, coffee yeah. Alabama, and a coffee street in coffee Alabama. Has a and there's a coffee shop. shop on coffee street in coffee Alabama. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I told Jason <clears throat> I want to go there. I want to have a coffee at coffee coffee shop on coffee street in coffee Alabama. Oh, nice. And it's because I I've delivered to that exact coffee shop on coffee street in coffee Alabama. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah, right. It's awesome. But um, <laughs> back to the topic. <laughs> Um, some of the main, the main, some of the main characters with the main actors. All right, so Laurie from the first movie, obviously we know Laurie Strode. Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, and then we have her daughter, which is a complete bitch most of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it once yeah. you learn more. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, look, so your your mom taught you how to defend yourself. Yeah. Whoop de do. I think um, if we didn't already have the connection to Lori from the first movie, we wouldn't be as defensive, I think. Yeah. Because, like, we watched what Lori went through, so we're kind of like, why aren't you more understanding? Well, <laughs> but at the same time, for me, it was like the things she was listing off weren't that were not bad. that terrible. Yeah. If they would have done a better job, because you see how Lori is in this movie, and you're like, oh, she had to be a fucking, like, that had to be awful, yeah. like, when she was raising her. Yeah. But... Then she's just like, I learned how to shoot a gun when I was seven. I was like, okay, a lot of kids okay. do. Everyone yeah. down here does. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, have you ever been to the South? Right. <laughs> what um, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> um, so Karen is played by Judy Greer. Judy Greer. And same, last name Greer. It's an interesting last name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Obviously, we have to do Michael Myers, um, Nick Castle, and James Courtney. Which I'm pretty sure Nick Castle's who played Michael in the original. When the um, when the when he takes the mask, the mask off. comes off, yep. yeah, that's cool. So he may be the one that they show like the actual face of whenever he's like at the penitentiary and stuff. Yeah, which is really cool that we got to see his, you know some of his face, the side of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, we get to see his profile. <clears throat> yeah, um, and um, and the third trio in the um, dynasty that is the Nelson family um, is no, not Nelson. Well, <laughs> Strode. <laughs> Strode. Yeah. Well, she, her last name is Nelson because of her father. Oh, yeah. So I, I read it, and then, you know, uh, in the Strode <laughs> family is uh, Allison Nelson, 
which is Karen's daughter, yep. and um, is played by Andy Matichak. I ca- I can't pronounce her name. I have no idea. It's M A T I C H A K. It's okay. We'll be offended for her. Matichak. Matichak. I don't know. I have my Matichaks. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Manichak? Is that, is that what? Manichak? It's Matichak. Ma- Ma- Matichak. I, I don't know, man. Matichak. <laughs> I know, but yeah, those are the four. Those are the four, like, like or five, like main, like people in the movie. Obviously. Well, we um, start off thinking that the two people from the podcast are going to be main characters. I wanted them right. to be. They were actually they were interesting. They were I fun to really watch. I really like them. And we get a lot of exposition from them because yeah. we get that montage of them recording and yeah. looking over Loomis's notes and stuff. Yeah. And uh, so Jace was just talking about Aaron and Dana. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I have them labeled as podcast guy and podcast girl um, because they're really cool. Um, Aaron Basically the is... service that they serve, <laughs> the, the, the role they serve in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Aaron is played by Jeffrey Hall and Dana is played by Rian Rees. <laughs> Um, Reese, not Reese, Reese. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, they, they had cool roles. I'm really sad that they ended up dying, um, yeah. especially so early on in the movie. I know. Because going to, like, like going to Lori, uh, Lori's house and, you know, talking to her and then also going to see, uh, Michael, mm-hmm. I almost said Jason for a second, <laughs> going, going to see Michael and trying to interview Michael and trying to get that rise out of him. And like even showing him the original mask and everything, yeah. so it was a really cool scene, and I was really, really hoping if they would have died at the end, okay. But I was really <laughs> hoping they would have had a bigger impact in the movie. Yeah. Really, I wanted I... them to die sooner. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I didn't like them from the beginning because I mean, the questions they were asking Michael to provoke him, I kind of understood. But then when they meet with Lori for the first yeah. time, I was like, these guys are fucking assholes. Like, yeah. yeah, but I still think because I mean like. I don't know the way they go out. It's fucking brutal. Yeah, yeah. I was cool with that. I was totally cool with that. <laughs> I like they weren't asking like objective questions that like made sense. You know, for yeah. I don't know. For well, the yeah, because when just they asking started getting dickish when, questions, when they started getting personal about like when did you first lose custody yeah. of your child? Yeah, right. I have it in my notes right here saying that. Um, uh, I said uh, when they try to convince Lori to come with them, they start saying awful things. <clears throat> Um, like talking about her two failed marriages yeah. and losing custody of her daughter. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I it would have been cool if we could because what you could have done with their characters is they're starting off just w- hoping that their podcast takes off for fame. So they're basically us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you could have a, a character arc for both of them where it becomes more than that for both of them by the end of it. But instead, yeah. we just kill them because character arcs aren't really a thing in slasher films. It's just kind of like here are your archetypes, and that's it for the rest of the movie. Yep. And but I do think that their death scenes were some of the best scenes in the movie. Yeah. Whenever Michael does the teeth over the the top of the stall, that was fucked. Yeah. And then he chases her underneath the bot. Well, he just walks, you know, in front of each stall as she's crawling underneath them. Yeah. And then Aaron comes in like a G with a crowbar smacks Michael in the face with it and he just tanks that shit like it was nothing yep like what the hell so that was cool um so I I remember being disappointed the first time I watched it when they died cause I was like they cause they seem like main characters exactly they do build it up like yeah. they are mm-hmm. main characters which I mean is kind of like a a shocking subverting like, expectations yeah 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 yep. 
So it, it is pretty shocking to see them die so early when yeah. you're like, oh, these guys are going to be in the whole movie. Right. It was kind of a nice Psych! <laughs> it's like the fucking season one of um, Game of Thrones. Game of like, Thrones, hey, you man. like this guy? You sh- you probably should. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get too attached, okay? Not yeah. just season one. That's throughout the whole well, fucking you, you show. You learn in Game of Thrones there is no main character, you yeah. know? You're all expendable. Yeah. So, I mean, actually, that's kind, that's kind of how slasher films work, right? They show you your main character, and then they're like, all right, this is the person you know is going to live. The rest, they're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of slasher film formula. I want, I, want a, I want a slasher film where the, only the main characters die and some random-ass dude gets to live. Right. <laughs> Event Horizon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because actually, yeah, both of the main characters die in that. Sam Neill and um, Lawrence Fishburne. Both of them die. And that only, is true, actually. Only side characters live. Huh. Anyway, um, I was going to say, like, let's talk about uh, that I f- who we felt bad for dying in this movie, but I realized that's I feel bad for pretty much everyone that dies in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, nobody really deserves it in this movie for the most part. I mean... The doctor does, for sure. Yeah, he really deserved it. But most of the people that just died, I was like, uh. I feel bad for the lady inside of her house that wasn't bothering a freaking anybody. Both man. of them. The lady that got her face beaten with a hammer. Yeah. And then the lady that was looking out her window that yeah. took the knife to the to the back of the neck. Yeah. Um, so, what, so what did you like and dislike about some of the kills that were in this movie? So, okay. I have this thing where movies nowadays, when it comes to slasher films, they want to be edgy, they want to be shocking, but they're not really allowed to be as gory as they want to be. Like, I'll compare it, I'm always going to end up comparing it to the remakes for Halloween that Rob Zombie did. His movies are fucking gruesome, but that's because of the period that they came out in, that time. You were allowed to do a lot more horrible things on screen whereas like this one when michael stomps on the on the doctor's head oh yeah that's gruesome yeah but when we watch the remakes for halloween that rob zombie did there's a face stomp that happens in halloween 2 it is so much worse really i mean it is so bad it looks real and it bothers me when i watch it so like I don't know. I feel like these movies want to push the envelope, but they're just too censored too. What what part was too real? And not not in this one, in the uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween too. Whenever there's a guy that gets his face stomped in. Right. Oh uh, no, I meant like what, like was it just the uh, like well what because there's looked like afterwards. Or are you talking about like it's it just the, felt real? The way that they filmed it, there's no cut between him getting thrown on the ground and his face getting stomped in. Right. So it literally just looks like a person getting their face stomped in. Like a fucking snuff film. That's yes. scary. And I mean, it is so, I mean, it is so brutal. I can't even, like, yeah. um, it, like trying to imagine it right now bothers me. Yeah. And even whenever Rob Zombie doesn't show you something fully, like in the first movie, whenever Michael as a kid beats another the, his bully to death with a branch, yeah. that scene is so disturbing. Yeah. Whereas, like, this movie... It will show you some creative kills, but then like some of the most creative ones, it doesn't even show. Like the when the babysitter gets killed, she actually technically gets killed off screen, yeah. right? And then her boyfriend gets killed off screen whenever he goes up the stairs. We just yep. see him against the wall. Yeah. So that's another thing that movies nowadays 
they'll kill characters and then they just show you that they killed them. They don't actually show you the kill happening. Yeah, which is... I don't necessarily like that. Yeah. Um, another thing that I, I didn't like, especially about Michael's kills, and this also seems to be a trend. Mm-hmm. He, he likes hanging people with things. Things that aren't meant for hanging people. Or, like, <laughs> pinning them. Well, yeah, like, he, he puts things yeah, up for display a lot. Yeah, because, like, his boyfriend... I mean... <laughs> her, <laughs> what? Michael's her, boyfriend. Her boyfriend. When you just see him hanging by the wall with a knife in his stomach, and this also happened in the first film. Yep. I don't like that. I don't. I mean, cool, you did it in the first movie, and this is a... It's a callback, It's a callback to the first movie, and then... And then poor little, oh, God, what was his name? Oscar. Oh, the little boy. Man, what he did to Oscar, dude, that's, it's not cool. No, dude, okay, so I felt so bad for him. Yeah. Because, like, I know, because he's in the friend zone, he shouldn't have made the move on Allison. Nope. Especially right after. Exactly. What a dick move. Yeah. But. He's like, oh, she's vulnerable now. Let me get it. But, like. He's also the nerdy friend that you know probably isn't kind getting much attention from weird. girls. So, like, I, I just felt bad for him, especially whenever he sees Michael and doesn't realize that it's, he thinks yeah, he's the That part, I felt bad for him. Yeah, and he I was didn't like, feel bad for him for the other part. He was like, have you ever just liked a girl so much and you know you can't get her? And I was like, dude. Yeah. Like, knowing, because I know he's about to die. Yeah. And I'm like, this is just so messed up, dude. It's so sad. Like, because they're like, let's show you that these characters have feelings, you know? Yeah. yeah. Imagine, and like, then murder Michael them. Myers pities him so much, he just yeah. lets him live. What's he just says, bro, <laughs> and leaves. What's, what's weird, because, like, I actually kind of wish Michael would have done that. Because they, yeah. they in this movie, they try to show that Michael has some limits. Some because limits. He, yeah. He doesn't kill um, the baby. And he, like, so he visits his sister's grave. Yeah. So, obviously, there's some kind of, like... I guess not. I don't want to say regret. I don't. I doubt he regrets killing his sister. Right. But he visits his sister Graves. That shows something. Yeah. He didn't kill the other inmates that was on the bus. On the bus with them. Um. Um. I, I would say he doesn't kill kids, but um, he, he kills really, one kid. <laughs> he he really proved me wrong real quick in that movie. Broke that kid's um, neck. Yep. Um. But he doesn't kill any other kids and the, the baby. Like yeah. He didn't kill the baby. So like obviously he has some limits. I kind of wish he would have left him alone. I know, honest. right? That'd have been interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, because I mean, also, another what we do in these movies as well for a lot of these kills, if you do show a stabbing, like with Oscars, you see the stab go to happen, but you don't actually see it enter his body. When it happens, you just see Oscar's facial like reaction to it. Yeah. And then you see the aftermath where the the little pole on the um or the spike on the fence went through his mouth and everything. Mm-hmm. I think one of the only main stabbings we actually see happen in this movie is that woman that's looking out the window. Yeah. Because, I mean, even whenever Michael gets the, the jumpsuit and goes to get his mask, whenever, both of the people that were working at the gas station and the... Uh, um, oh, gosh. Doing what, the mechanic shop? Yes, mechanic okay. shop. Uh, both of those kills we don't actually see happen. We see Michael in the background punching the guy while he's on the ground. But then we see the aftermath of his death. Then we see the cashier attendant whose jaw's been, like, ripped off. Well, we don't see that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it, th- that's, I think, one of my main gripes about this movie is it's kind of like, hey, you see what did happen? Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. You're like, oh, okay, cool, I guess. <laughs> but Also, did Michael spend time pulling that each one of that guy's teeth out? 
<laughs> I mean, he kind of has I mean, like, some kind of superhuman strength, so I think he probably just grabbed a handful and just like immediately or beat him out. out. Like, I mean, yeah, but then he then because with how many he had in his hand, did he collect it from both guys? And did he beat them out and then go around finding them and picking them up on the ground or something? <laughs> so, so yeah, you you bring up a really good point there because he does a lot of weird stuff in this movie that he yeah. didn't do in the first mm-hmm. movie. Because the first movie, he just killed people. Yeah. He didn't. I mean, it is. He does put like displays and stuff up, mm-hmm. like painted, pinning them to the wall. But he did th- the whole thing with um after he choked the girl out with the the phone cord. He laid her in the bed and put the Judith Myers like tombstone above yeah, her and everything. So that's that's so weird how he like. Well, he done the, a lot the of presenting. Over the one girl's head, like oh, like in this one, yeah, and cut the holes out. Yeah. yeah. So that that that's a like uh from what he did as a kid, you know that was his. Costume, I suppose. Well, no, his costume was like that clown mask that had the little red nose on yeah, it. Yeah, he was like oh, a jester. Am mm-hmm. I am I thinking of no, no? Because even in the even in the in the original movie, he puts the uh, the the sheet over himself before he chokes that girl out with the phone. Um, whenever he right. walks in the room and she thinks it's her boyfriend. Oh, uh, okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay. Um, but where with the teeth? Because doesn't he rip out the jaw of the he mechanic? Half of his jaw is like ripped off. Yeah. But like right. you see it like dangling on the desk. So I wonder if that's where he got the teeth. Like when he pulled his jaw. I just think it's funny to imagine. Oh yeah. That Michael's like walking around trying to find the teeth and pick them up. <laughs> he's, like, he's like chuckling to himself like, oh, this will be this will be funny. He's like, yo, this is gonna scare the shit out of her, bro. That's a sick fucking sense. Of I humor. know, right? <laughs> sick, sick sense of humor. And I, I, I don't understand how Michael gets so lucky. So yeah. I mean, obviously he knew he had to get this lucky for the movie to work, right? But like, just ending up at the right gas station where Aaron and um, Dana Dana was to get the mask, yeah, and then ended up being able to kill them, and then just like finding like he had no idea where Lori lived. Well, it's like he has the like, sense or something. Yeah, or he well, because followed he, him, I guess. Oh no, no, no! The cop brings him to Lori's house. I forgot about that. The cop knows where Lori lives. They were right. Well, the doctor, I should say. But the the fact that Allison finds her house without ever knowing where she lived because she just ran through the woods. Oh, the woods, yeah. So that it so, comes across uh, across this like creepy place. Yeah. But do, do you remember the old lady at the gas station that like yes looks I, at I, Michael? Do not understand it. As if she knows who he is. Well, see, that's a part that really made me. I don't know. The lady looked like a. she could have been from the asylum, like one of the people that escaped. Either that or... Because, I mean, she would be old enough to have remembered what happened in the original at the time. Right. So she probably... She knows of Michael. They probably did a whole thing. Like, there was probably a documentary about it, like, in canon. Mm-hmm. And so she might know, like, just kind of what he looks like. and was probably like, that looks like Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. But there's no way... He locked up. <laughs> yep. You know? But I don't... Because it just seems so weird the way she looks. Because it has, like, an ominous feeling to it whenever she sees him. And yeah, I think she's looking she's, at Aaron. She's in, yeah, she's... Aaron and her kind of make eye contact. But she's yeah. in this, like, church van that says the resurrection or some shit on it. Yeah. I don't know. Because with the, with the other inmates that get away, obviously we never get a real good look at them. We just kind of see some of them wandering on the street. And then... I'm pretty sure... They, don't they say they get all the rest of them? The only one that's left is Michael? Because... It's Michael, you know. Yeah. Um, so there's two silly things that I want to uh, – three silly things that I want to bring up real quick. Okay. Um, one thing is that we just learned actually not that long ago 
is that the baby mm-hmm. is voiced by Jamie crying. Lee Curtis. By yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, which is really funny. That's actually really weird. Like, I know. How do they do that? It, was, it had to be a lot of voice alteration because I don't know. Have you ever tried to like cry like a baby before? No, and I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> like way. Yeah, that's um, what they did. <laughs> they said, "Go um, ahead, Jamie. Just, just wham." So Vicky, um, the friend, um, when she died, um, so she slipped in a way. Oh yeah. Like you know those old info commercials to where it's like, <laughs> "I've oh fallen." Oh god. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I dropped all my thunthathuns. Yeah, she, <laughs> <laughs> she slipped in a way like those old commercials would that people like do things that would never actually happen. Yeah. So they should have retook that shoot. I'm I'm sorry to say, but they should have retook that because she didn't fall in a very convincing way. She shouldn't have fallen at all. Because I mean, right. that, that's just kind of the horror movie trope. She's where, like, oh no, Mr. Giller, I've <laughs> fallen. I've fallen and I can't get up. What's funny is you just kind of imitated a scene from the first Scream movie. Um, oh god. Well, just because the way that you're like, oh no, Mr. Killer, <laughs> because uh, one of the girls in there she sees Ghostface but doesn't take him seriously because she thinks it's just someone at the party and she's like. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Ghostface, can I be the helpless damsel? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> he just <laughs> nods to her. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to watch that one. Dude, it's so good. It's been forever since <laughs> oh, I've seen that. Oh, I cannot wait to see those. I'm, I'm, um, I'm so excited for the Scream franchise. And, um, and the, the scary movie franchise. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the other thing was Michael walks everywhere. Yes. He doesn't run. He doesn't do anything. Yet Lori and Officer Hawkins can't catch him. Cannot catch him. Yep. And Lori even shoots him in this movie. Yep. In the shoulder. Yep. Well, and, and then he gets they, shot then, four times in the first And then when they <laughs> yeah. run after them, nothing fucking. Like, they can't find him. Yeah. It's like this bro, bro, he, he's walking. Well, now, okay. He can't run faster. Officer than Hawkins walk. does find him randomly because they're just. They happen to be talking about him at this very moment. And then they're like, there he is on the side of the road walking. And then Officer Hawkins is like, all right. And then runs yeah. into him. I, I feel like that was a callback to one of the old movies. Where the second movie? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, probably. But it actually was him this time. Yeah. <laughs> Which then led to one of the dumbest scenes yep. in this entire fucking yep. movie for me. Man. Yep. 100%. I, I wrote down a note. The doctor is so fucking weird. And um, and I, we find out why at this yeah. scene. I was not a fan of this scene when I first watched it. I'm not a fan of the scene now. Because even, okay, Lori even calls him, oh, you're the new Loomis, which spits on the name of Dr. Loomis because Dr. Loomis was always a good person who wanted to help. Yeah. And this doctor is nowhere near the new Loomis. Nope. Well, Loomis was like, no, this man is pure fucking evil. Yeah. And this and guy's this like, guy, oh, my God, I love him. Yeah, he was like, I want to know what he's thinking yeah. about, how he feels. Because, like, the way they worded it first is him, like, I wonder what goes through his head when he's killing someone. You don't realize at first that it's because he also wants to experience that yep. same, like, euphoria. Yeah. Right. And then, and then when he when he kills Dr. Uh, Hawkins. Yeah. Dr. Hawkins. Sure. Officer Hawkins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he goes, oh, so this is what he feels Yeah. Like. And it's like, bro. And especially, he should not have been the one to kill Hawkins. No. After all the and time, and it's such overkill. He stabs yeah. him so many times, and then he runs him over. Yeah. Holy Jesus! So he should not have been the one. He was not worthy. Not no. worthy. Yeah, I don't think um, so either. 
I'm I'm glad Michael. I think uh, <laughs> it's probably like Michael's like I wanted to be the one to kill Hawkeye. Well, like, no one wears my mask but me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, when the doctor too. stood up with the mask on, I was like, this looks so goofy. Yeah. And then the fact that Michael just immediately turns on him is <laughs> yeah, so funny to it. me. I love it. I love it. Because like also, but the the fact that the doctor is so obsessed with him that when Allison's in the back of the car and is like, oh, he talked to me, the doctor's like. Phew, what did he say? Yeah. <laughs> I need to know what he said. Yeah, and she's like, stop the car, and, and I'll tell you. And then he just stops the car. Like, he is mm-hmm. so ready to just hear Michael say something. Which, yeah. before I knew there was going to be a sequel, I thought they were actually going to have Michael speak at the end or something. That would be cool. Because it's, at the beginning of the movie, it's Aaron going, say something! And then you have the doctor say something before he gets his head stomped in. So then I'm thinking that final stare down between Lori and... Michael, he was going to say something before he dies. Right. But, no. No. So, I was initially kind of disappointed with that until I realized they're doing a sequel, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously. Yeah. So, obviously, the the doctor was, he was was a weird character. Yeah. I I think they could have done better. Like, I, I, cool, okay, so the first doctor in the first movie, he was a great guy. He did everything correctly. This guy, he's not not so good. <laughs> yeah. So it, I'm not mad that they did that. I'm just mad that they had him kill Officer Hawkins. Yeah. Kill kill a random officer, but not Officer Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like the complete obsession with Michael. Yeah. The complete obsession. Because I mean, in the actual lore of Halloween, Doctor Loomis has known Michael since he was a child. Right. So he also spent years studying Michael just like this doctor did and it didn't corrupt him yeah so like I was just kind of like like this guy must have been weird before he yeah started studying he, he had already he somehow must have had some kind of compulsion to be like this already yeah so then studying the town's famous serial killer was like yeah. gold mine because he even said that he was um he studied under Dr. Loomis so yeah, even he did, before he that, that he wanted to know about Michael but I mean, the, the the movie kind of implies that Michael has a hold on people, or or emits some kind of like energy or something, because like whenever they showed Michael the mask, everyone goes crazy. Because like, Michael never turns around and looks at the mask. He, he just slightly turns his he head. Just, I think he don't say knows that it's there, because he, he they didn't say I have your mask. He says right? I have something. I for have you. something for you, and he lifts it up. And he says you and can then, feel it, can't you? Yeah. So I think they're saying the mask is what's the, putting off. And the, the dogs start barking, and then the people and the, and the like court area just start going crazy. Well, it's it's all about because with Doctor Loom is saying, what hides behind his eyes is pure evil. So basically, that's what he is radiating at all times is pure evil, and everyone can feel it. Yeah. So in that moment when they pull out the mask, that's like everyone in that area can feel how much evil yeah. is there. So it does kind of bring back a sort of supernatural aspect oh, to God. it. Does. Please don't we, bring back the fucking cult. I don't need that. That was. Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> I well, have a psychic connection. In the first one, connection. they do that. Like, I mean, he gets shot four times. He falls uh, out of the window and he smacks fine. the fucking ground. And then all of a sudden, he's not there. Well, he also got stabbed yeah. in the neck with a sewing needle. Can we can remember yeah, that? that's true. Yep. And he's just fine. Yep. Took yeah. a crowbar to the face in this one. He, he shot but, in the shoulder. And then, remember, he goes on to say, like, Michael Myers is not a man. You yeah. Know? He gets half of his hand blown off in this one. Whenever he's yeah. reaching through yep. the fucking door to Lori, blows off half his hand. Like two or yep. three of his fingers. And he's just fine. Right. He he just heals very quickly. 
<laughs> Turns out he grows his fingers back. <laughs> That'd be interesting. <laughs> I'm a starfish. Yeah. Um, but, um, <laughs> I don't know. I guess, I guess since we're, we're talking about like near, near the end of the movie when, um, when he gets his hand blown off, I think one of the, uh, there's a scene, uh, about Lori cause she, she spends all that time learning her entire 40 fucking years learning how to shoot, how to fight and everything. Um, and, um, so she obviously is very handy with every gun that she has now. But in that scene where she's she's picking up the guns and handing some to her daughter, her husband, and everybody, she she looks down the sight of a fucking shotgun, yeah, as if that's how you're supposed to shoot it. Like I don't know if she, I mean, what well, was a was short she, barrel was too? Was she like, checking to see if the barrel was straight or something? Like I mean, what was she doing? It's a short barrel with no stock on it. Yeah, like. Like, I mean, I get it. Like, you want to know where you're shooting. You're going to lose an eye. But <laughs> you shoot like that. I don't know. It, 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 it's supposed to be a badass moment, but it was kind of like... Yeah. yeah, like she's showing off her gun yeah. and trying to look cool while doing it for the movie. Like that. Yeah. But you could have just done that with a rifle. Yeah, if she would have done it with a rifle, it would have been so much better. Just, like, hand hand the shotgun off to somebody else, pick up a rifle, and then yeah. aim down sights, like, with a rifle. That would have been, been so much better. I also thought that because of all the callbacks in this movie, there were a few cheesy parts in it. Um, like, it's supposed to be a badass moment whenever Michael gets shot by the daughter, and then you see um, Lori, you know, her face illuminates in the back, and she's like, Happy Halloween, Michael. Yeah. I was like, that was goofy. <laughs> that, but that was, I even have it written down right here, that was the redeeming moment for Karen. Oh, yeah. That was the redeeming moment. Like, that was... I hated Karen the entire movie. And then she fakes the, the, the panic attack. The entire movie. Fakes the panic attack and then shoots him. Yep. Oh, Michael, I actually... I liked that, where yeah. she was like, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Bam! I was like, oh, shit! <laughs> I fucking loved it. Yeah, yeah that was so good. That was awesome. Uh, Real quick, side note. The food's here. I'm gonna go grab it. Okay. I'll cool. be right back. All right. Now we can talk shit about you while you... While <laughs> you can call me Harvey and you can call him Dent. Harvey and Weave. What? Dent in the forehead. <laughs> well, until he gets back, I'm going to talk about how much I love this soundtrack of this movie. Yeah. Because it is so fucking yeah. Not only because they reprise the original theme uh, from the first movie, but it's so much more atmospheric to me. You know, because every yeah. scene when that mu- when music comes in, it's just like I don't know. Especially whenever um, Allison's being chased after Oscar dies, and you hear that happening. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it so much. It was so good. And I mean, just because, obviously, in 1978, not only were was the soundtrack kind of lacking, because the soundtrack basically consisted of the main theme over and over and over and over again. And this one actually had a lot more going on. And um, it actually, every scene felt like it had more weight to it to me, because like yeah. in, in the original, whenever he gets stabbed in the neck with that sewing needle, there's like not even a sound effect for it. You just hear like a... Yeah. <laughs> 
And in this, every like hit feels like it has weight to it. So yeah, which obviously is just a product of its time. Yeah, sound design will make or break a movie. Oh yes, it, The it, Room from 2003. Uh, you know, yeah. case in, in point. I don't think that was the only bad thing about it. But that looks like a big old bag of food. <laughs> I want to feel how heavy it is. Put it in my hand. Oh my god. Yeah. Hey. Well, uh, I don't know if I just caught you saying Jorge there or not, <laughs> but we're back after getting food and uh, not even thinking about this movie at all. But let's let's. We were talking about the sound design. Me and Jason were. So actually, do you, do you have anything to say on that, Brandon? Well, I mean. They brought back a lot of the uh, the sound effects from the first one. I thought was really cool, <laughs> like some of that. Uh, what? The <laughs> really clearing your throat over there. <laughs> yeah, because I just ate. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> just like getting ready to drop the hottest verse anyone's ever heard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, because that was pretty good in this one. It's better than the first one. I was I telling them. Jason how I liked the music in this one a lot more because mm-hmm. how the first one just consisted just consisted of the main Carpenter theme song, mm-hmm. and this one there was just a lot more. You know, it was more dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, my favorite part was when it. <clears throat> wow, that's blasphemous <laughs> to this franchise. <laughs> and also very inaccurate. Yeah, <laughs> it's also blasphemous to the actual franchise that that's from. Said, your man's not hot. Oh my god! But um, okay, so we've we've uh, been harping on this movie for a hot second. Oh. Oh my god! Start, start hitting a bunch of buttons. Start hitting a bunch of buttons. Well, that was just a, that's a robot that's calling him. Keep going, keep going. Oh. Whoa! <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I used to get a lot of really annoying calls. Yeah. And then if you mute it, put it on speakerphone, it just start pounding the fucking buttons. <laughs> there is sometimes someone listening. Yeah. And they will stop the recording. You're like, sir, sir, stop it, sir, <laughs> sir, stop it. <laughs> monsieur, stop it, stop monsieur, it, monsieur. Stop it in the buttons. Your buttons is hurting my ears. Stop it. It can go beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> well, back on track. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. Um, like like I was saying, we we've kind of been harping on a few things in this movie. Let's try and talk about some things that we really liked. Like how I just mentioned I liked the soundtrack. Okay, okay. So, let's do some positive type shit. They had really cool scenes in this movie. <coughs> um, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty vital to most good movies. <laughs> so, so I, I'm, I'm talking about mainly like, um, so there's there's two that, uh, that come to mind. Like the... <clears throat> only two? The, the Rotic Pumpkin... <laughs> Uh, that's oh. basically coming up in reverse. Oh yeah, at the intro. Yeah, yes, I so loved that. That's really cool. And this this goes back to where Michael's like presenting things, but the the cop's head as the like, jack o' lantern as the jack o' lantern. Oh yeah, was so weird but cool. What about the uh, whenever he the, the uh, Lori goes to see his bus leaving the prison, and then we see her scream from the profile, but we see his silhouette coming uh-huh. like towards the. Uh, the door, even though it's, he's not actually there, it's just like her mind fucking with her. That shit looked yeah. cool to me. Yeah, that was cool. <clears throat> I mean, the cinematography in this one obviously better than the original. Oh yeah, by far. You know, 
But um, like uh, one thing I love that they did, even though we didn't want to see this character die, the uh, the babysitter, I think Vicky was her name, yeah. right? Um, why didn't we want to see her die? She was pretty. Yeah. <laughs> but well, also. Because the dynamic between her and the little boy was so awesome. Yeah. Because they just kept joking around with each other, and they were so cool. Yeah. Because she just seemed like that, like, that was the babysitter you wanted, you know, yeah. growing up. Because she was just so chill about everything, and he'd say shit and damn and all that, and she was yep. just fine with it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but then we also saw that they, they did have real, like, uh, affection for each other, because she was totally fine with, like, whenever he made the joke about, like, a, a good babysitter would be upstairs, like, to tell me a bedtime story when I'm going to bed and everything. But, like, she actually does do that stuff for him as well. Yeah. And she will go, like, tuck him in and make sure he's okay. And all kinds of stuff. Jason's fucking with the thing down there. Oh, So he was making that noise. And Brandon was like... But... Oh, no. Were you, were you doing the Lady Gaga? Yeah. But, um... No, I, I liked it because that dynamic was good. So then it just made it more sad whenever she dies. Yeah. And um, But the way that it happens where they reveal that Michael's actually in there, other than the kid coming down and be like, there's a monster! There's a monster! She goes yeah. to close the, the the closet door and it actually hits Michael. But yeah. we don't see him. It, like It's yeah. revealed after she opens the door and he's just there. And it's, there's right. no cut that happens. He just kind of yeah. steps out. Uh-huh. That was cool. I liked that. That was really cool. Because it was a different kind of jump scare, you know? They had cool scenes and cool, cool ideas. Um, I mean, bringing Michael back to with the sheet over his head. Yeah. No, 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 no. Sorry. Where he sorry, put sorry. it over the girl. Put it over the girl's head. Yeah. I mean, that that was good because I just, I, which I've already said this, but I really like all the callbacks to the old movies. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and one like, we didn't mention was the the kids wearing the masks. Oh yes, from Halloween three. Three. Yep. Yeah. So the exact same really masks, cool. all three of them. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, because I, I mentioned that when we were watching it, I was like, no way! Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I loved that. I liked how they actually kind of built an in-universe where the, the parents know each other because they went to school with each other. Like, when they're sitting there, Allison and her boyfriend, the dad's like, oh, yeah, I remember going out in the woods and smoking weed with your dad. Yeah. Like, just showing that there's actually a history there where everyone really is connected with one another. I liked that because it made it feel more real. Yeah. Um. This is technically this is something I, I I didn't like again, so I kind of going against my own idea here. But didn't like the boyfriend kissing the other girl. <laughs> yep, camera randomly. It made no freaking sense because he seemed like such a cool guy. A dick to her yeah, right after. and I yeah. mean she made the excuse like he's drunk, but like yeah. no. we never saw any indication of him being like this up yeah. until that point. Yep. So yep. I was kind of like, what? And especially at the fucking dance. Yeah. Especially at the dance. I thought he was going to be like a, a likable boyfriend character. Mm-hmm. Especially whenever, because they have the whole cute thing where they don't want to tell their parents about the idea of them going as Bonnie Clyde, but reversed, you know? Yeah. And then it's revealed that he's wearing the skirt and everything. And it's just like a funny thing. Yeah. And it was just nice to see them as a couple like that. I really liked it. And then randomly, she goes and does something else and comes back and there he is making out with this chick. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? And they, Dude, what? Yeah. Then he throws her phone in pudding. That was fucked. That, <laughs> yeah. that was real. He said, Rice fucked. ain't gonna fix this issue. You see me cheating on you? How dare you? How dare you be mad at me for satisfying my needs? Exactly. <laughs> you only think about yourself, Allison. Exactly. Allison. 
Alessandro. Alessandro. You won't do it. Someone else will. Bailando. <laughs> Alejandro. <laughs> Um, but I, I, I'll, I'll keep away from saying anything negative right now. We're talking about good things. Good yeah. things. Yeah, we're already done with all the negative stuff. Yeah, I think. Not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> we got some other stuff, but we'll go back to it, I guess, you know? Well, I can say <clears throat> that uh, for the most part, I thought the movie was, was all right. Yeah. Like, it was really good for the most part. But yes. there was some stuff that uh, – there were just some things that I didn't really yeah. – care for like the the house with uh lori i just thought that was kind of cheesy a lot of the stuff oh with all like the traps that she had and everything well yeah it just didn't seem like she's devoted her whole life to like michael myers proofing her house but it kind of <laughs> like this dude's so strong and we've seen that so many times like some of the shit she had was yeah very not <clears throat> michael myers proof well it's like how one of the rooms that she seals off still had a com- big open window yeah. that, or like not open window but a window he could easily bust through yeah. right you know like that wasn't gonna stop him yeah. from doing anything you know now <clears throat> she should have she should have done like a bunch of security at her house but it's so it's honestly so stupid to be like okay i'm gonna build this house to trap and kill michael myers yeah like she, honestly truthfully realistically she would have never seen michael myers a day again in her entire life Obviously, this is a movie, and the movie stuff has to happen, so obviously he gets out. Yeah. But <clears throat> it's just like like she puts bars on doors <clears throat> and windows yeah. and like all Tigers kinds of – Oh, my. She's got, like seven, <laughs> <laughs> she's got like seven deadbolts on her front door. Yeah. And the fucking the, – the, 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 the kitchen counter. Okay, let's talk about that real oh, quick. Oh, yeah, the, the fucking The kitchen island. counter the island, that, yeah. that the island that moves out of the way automatically. First off – as soon as they get to the house, they go down there. Okay, we safe, we hidden, and then they leave it. Yep. Why? Well, and the, then, the husband leaves it first, right? And no, then, it goes outside. So yeah. they show him outside, but they're out. They're out from down there oh, as yeah, well. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, when it cuts back to the house, they're up in one of the bedrooms. Yeah. Yes. And they look down to see right. something's going on out there. Yeah. Um, and then the thing that annoys me the most is. Whenever they're down there, they're safe. They're hiding from Michael. Michael's in the house. For some reason, Michael's like, oh, I know exactly where you are. Mm-hmm. This this is a fishy kitchen island. Yep. This moves. Yeah. And I didn't like that. Well, I guess it just plays into him being that fucking psychic evil ass entity yeah. person. Well, it, <laughs> they should they should have shame. done that. Yeah, maybe maybe he's walking since he walks and doesn't run. Maybe as he's walking towards them, he he sees them shutting it. Yeah, you know, have something. But like all of a sudden, they're in the basement, and yeah. this is the door right here. I know Why it. The fucking the dad sells them out like. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're in the basement. They're in the basement. Just don't kill me. <laughs> yeah, and his stupid ass. Yeah. There's a killer out there. Which I mean, granted, he doesn't know that he's outside, and there's supposed to be cops outside. He but doesn't like, know that he's it, outside or that Michael's outside. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> Damn, so, he's got some shit going on. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh crap. Uh, Ray, his name's Ray Nelson. He's actually, which by the way. Um, let me go over some of these actors because um, I haven't actually even talked about the actors. Oscar is made is is uh, played by because I said if we bring up a person, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oscar is played by Drew Sheed. Um, Cameron, the dick of a boyfriend, yep. is played by Dylan Arnold. 
and Ray. Arnold. <laughs> football head. Move it, football head. Um, Ray Nelson, um, Allison's dad, is played by Toby Huss. Oh, cousin to Willie. What? Oh, Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, okay, so Ray doesn't know that Michael Myers is outside. Yeah. But he does know that well, he, he there's a killer on the loose. Yeah. And that they're going and after And he's them. coming to the house, right? Like, he's going to be coming to the house. Because that's what Lori keeps saying, is, like, he's coming he's here. Going he's going to come here, yeah. right? Yeah, but, I mean, you got to think about a, Ray, a sane person at the moment, right? Yeah. Sane person is, okay, Michael's been locked up for 40 years. She does not live in the same house. There's no fucking way that Michael knows where she lives. No way. No way impossible. Yeah. And he doesn't talk, so it's not like he can ask people, hey, where does um, where's Lori Nelson live? <laughs> I mean, Lori Strode, where she live? So he can't talk. I mean, he can't. So he just chooses not to. Because the doctor says that. Chooses not to, yeah. But still, so like, so there's literally no way. So I get why he's like so chill about it. But at the same time, it's <clears> like, <throat> you're in a horror movie, dude. Stay the fucking time. Yeah. If you're self-aware that you're in a horror movie, <laughs> yeah. stay inside. <laughs> yeah. Stay in the basement. I mean, everyone, we're, so, we're self-aware that we're in like, a computer program. Yeah. Or at least bring a fucking gun with you outside. Yeah. yeah. Something. Oh, most of the characters in the movie seem so scared of guns other than Lori. And I don't I don't mind that he died. Because like in the entire movie he's like, I'm enough. I'll protect my family. Bro, you have <clears> nothing. Yeah. I mean he just and he goes out like I don't even think we actually see his death. We see no. the start of it and that's it. With all due respect, I will protect my family. I can do it. Oh fuck, there's peanut butter on my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I'm really upset that you said that because I, I was gonna I was gonna say, I don't know if you guys remember any uh, uh quotes, but my favorite quote in this movie was I got peanut butter on my penis. Yeah. <laughs> that was a funny moment, because it's so random. Because they're just talking about like school and whatnot, and then he goes, Oh, peanut butter on my <laughs> like it's so weird. Uh, I looked at them. I was like, "Did he just?" One hundred percent. That was Danny McBride's contribution. <laughs> yes, to the movie. it yeah. had to have been. Yeah. Not I think, his only contribution. No, but one of them. But I'm sure they were like, "We need some funny moments." Danny, people, people <laughs> the younger crowd. Yeah, and he's like, "You know what? You know, what kids would find funny peanut butter on his peanut butter dick." dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's that's the. So I'll show you my Reese's puffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So th- there's a lot of good and bad with this movie but it's a good movie yeah um, it's enjoyable so I um, hang on let me let me stop there um, I don't have anything else on my list um, the only thing the only two things that we haven't done is the IBM ratings the Rotten Tomato ratings and the reviews yeah well, we can do that in just a sec yeah I mean I think um, we're at a pretty good spot yeah I was gonna um, I was gonna just mention one more thing that I liked about it and then okay because I have nothing else on my list yeah. <laughs> we, can go to the, we can go to the IMDB after that <clears throat> Okay. So um, you go ahead. But one thing that I did want to mention that I also liked was uh, the chase scene through the house where Michael and Lori are actually, like, doing the back and forth. Because I do like her going and checking each room and then sealing them off to, like, yeah. basically be like, like, okay, he's not in here. Close that off so he can't go in there. So, like, narrowing down where he is. And then I liked him using that mannequin, hiding behind it, and him being behind yeah. it that entire scene. And then just out of nowhere he comes out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was cool. With no cut. Like, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I liked first, that. But first off, why the fuck she got a room full of mannequins? <laughs> I know, right? And then I also liked, before I knew there was going to be a sequel, oh, I liked... targets. Yeah. But they should be outside. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I liked the uh, the defiance from Michael, where he's just standing there as the fire's burning, and you see it, like, actually, like, hitting him. But yeah. then he just disappears, like, at, yeah. the, at the end of the first one. Which, I mean, 
whatever. But I liked I liked that where he's just staring at her as yeah. the fire's like hitting him and everything. That was cool. I, I wish he would have said something. Yeah, well, I mean, he might I in this do. next one. I I do, I do wish he would have said something. He might. <clears throat> we might have to wait till Halloween ends, and then he might say something. But, um, I think we can go ahead and uh, see what the actual score was for this movie for like critics and audience and everything. Oh yeah. We sure can. See what some other fellow watchers have said about it. Well that's a great idea. Thanks. That's why I said it. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> um alright so you the You can do that. The IMDB rating. Yes. Um I for some reason I always want to go IMBD <laughs> IMTP. <laughs> DD get out to my laboratory <laughs> I am Cornholio uh, yep. Let me deep it for my bung heart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. I am BD. I am, I am DB. DB. <laughs> I am DB. Um, rates this movie a 6.6 .6 out of 10. Oof. That's yeah. not, it's not bad. It's not bad. bad. It's, it's, it's up at the upper. Yeah, it's average. It's in the Little bit above average. Of the, the house, just not on the tip of the roof. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're on the second floor. No, because I didn't actually hear what you said. Uh, I said he, I said it's on the upper attic of the house. Just oh my God, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Just, now I hope he listens to it. Just not the whole thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, and then the Rotten Tomatoes uh, rates it a seventy-nine percent. Okay, see that's oh. that makes more sense. Rotten Tomatoes never gets it right. I know, right? Exactly. But listen to this. All right, so I've come up to the conclusion that Rotten Tomatoes is opposite, and everybody everybody has the same. That usually, if it scores low on the Rotten Tomatoes, the audience score is going to be higher. Right. But not this time. This is weird. The audience score is lower? Yeah. Whoa! So, so Rotten Tomatoes is 79%. But it still goes with the theory that the critic score is always opposite always of the opposite. audience score. But it's not that far off this time. Oh, okay. Um, 63. <laughs> no. Damn it! <laughs> Sorry. What'd you get? Uh, 74. Closer. 70. Oh, okay. The audience scores a seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, still, that's that's that would be like seven stars, like you know, out of yeah, how six seven point whatever. Of, so seven out of ten. Yeah. You know, I mean, so good. I could say I agree. Yeah. I agree. yeah, I agree with that. I would agree with that. Uh, maybe even I might be a little bit lower than that. Yeah. You might be the six point six. <laughs> Close to that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Six point nine. Oh, okay. No, that's not much difference. <laughs> Before we get into some of the reviews, um, did we do a scaredometer for the last one? I think we did. Yeah, I think we've done we one did. for everyone. I think. Well, I know we've done one for everyone, but like slasher films, it's kind of hard to do it on scaredometers. Well, I mean, because they're they're good, they're anticipating. They're they're like, oh god, they're anxiety inducing, but they're not like scared. It can be scary on the right? fact that like with a with a movie that's kind of like Halloween, where you could say this could happen in real life. Yeah. So that's the the scary aspect of it, you know, because yeah. serial killers actually are a thing. Yeah, because I right. remember I remember enjoying the movie, but not actually being scared. But not actually being scared of it. Yeah, I wasn't scared so, at all either. So, so I would have to. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and throw out a score before we do the reviews, and this is not on how good the movie is. This is not a rating of the movie. It's called the Scaredometer, so it's all about being scared. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it low, like a two out of ten. I was thinking three. Just because, like, again, it's not yeah. scary to me. The yeah. idea that this could be a real thing is scary, yeah. so that's why it gets the three. But slasher films aren't scary to me. 
Yeah, they're supposed yeah. to be like, oh shit. Yeah. Wow. I mean, now now when we get to the the Scream franchise, there are certain parts of those movies that are actually terrifying to me. Yeah. But that's just because of how charismatic Ghostface is. Right. So when we get to that, you know, my 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 ratings might change on that. So that's just kind of fair warning. But um, yeah. No, I would say three, for yeah. scare. How about you, Brandon? 1.6. Jesus. Oh, my God. That's so low. 6.6 on enjoying it, but 1.6 on how scary it was. What's that's funny right. is that Jason and I all always give, like, 6.9. Like, an actual yeah. actual number. And, and then you give decimals. Brandon, Brandon's, like, 1.4596. Not even close. No, of but course not. But You gave it a 3, right? Yes. Okay. And then you gave it a you 1. Point, rookie scores. 1. what? <laughs> 1.6. 1.6. Divided by 3, that gives it an overall 2.2 out of 10. That is a big oof. That's a not scary movie. Yeah. This is a sitcom. Okay, so what about the other people that have watched it? What are their reviews of this? The other <sighs> audience members. All right. So... Um, this guy, his, uh, this is on the IBA, I, you are <laughs> still struggling with this. Wow. The IDBM, I, the my, IBS system. <laughs> my mouth don't word right. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. My, my brain not my, so good on the BDSM. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm on the IMDB.com website and yes. I'm on the reviews. Um, so this guy, his name on this website is The Little Songbird. What? <laughs> he labeled it Trick or Treat. And it says, John Carpenter's 1978 Halloween is a wholly deserving uh, of its status. Um, that's so weird. Is he starting off talking about 78 and then going into this one? Why is he talking about... I, I, I think things so. Things in Yoda's voice. <laughs> I wasn't doing Yoda. No, not you. I'm talking about this guy wrote it out like Yoda would have said it. Did he? John Carpenter's 1978 Halloween is wholly deserving um, of its status as a horror classic, as a horror film. Why is this about 1978? Let's skip over this dude. We'll probably just get rid of that. Part. He might have gone into 2018 after, but I guess he's comparing them. Maybe. maybe is he saying like? Been, is he I saying guess. the original's great? This one, ass. <laughs> this one's fucking awful. Yeah. Which I know. Way no, too much action. Yeah. Right. It was too exciting. Good God, music? Damn. Yeah. I don't know what. Just, they're all so fucking long. Oh. <laughs> We've all got real film critics here. <laughs> okay. All right. So, we'll probably just get rid of that one. Um, so, this person's uh, name on the IMDB yes. website is uh, No Good, No Masters. No God, No Masters, actually. Oh. That's an interesting name, dude. See, all these years, That's you're still weird. struggling with the word good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now. All right. Sometimes I regret telling y'all stories. <laughs> um, all right. So his title of his review, he rated this movie a 7 out of 10. So obviously hey. he kind of liked it. Okay. Um, his title on this is Say Something Michael. Oh, I thought it was... I'm giving up up on you. (laughs) It says, Haddonfield, Illinois, 40 years later, Michael Myers is being transported from his asylum to another location, and you can guess 
the rest because Hollywood lacks originality. <laughs> 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 Damn. Meanwhile, I'm going straight for the throat. <laughs> Granbo Lori. <laughs> Granbo Lori, Jamie Lee Curtis, has been preparing for an armed confrontation for a man with a life sentence. She also has a daughter and granddaughter to add to the mix. The family had a number of slow scenes. Plot spoilers. I was happy when Oscar died. <laughs> what? Uh, he was annoying. But then again, but then again, um, uh, so was Jamie Lee Curtis. Wait, hold on, that? hold on. Can I just mention how he went so back and forth there? I he know. said, yeah, there's some boring scenes with the family and spoilers. I'm glad when Oscar died. He had nothing to do with the family. Yeah. Well, I'm well, he was a part of the family. <laughs> he was the best friend, wasn't he? Oscar was... Oh, shit. Oscar was oh, uh, her shit. boyfriend's best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm such a terrible... Like, I have all the information right here in front of me, but then... But yeah, but yeah, yeah, Oscar was the, was the friend. That tried to make a move on her. Yo, why is he bitching on yeah. Oscar? <laughs> he said that he was... Why is he bitching on Oscar? <laughs> he said he was annoying. <laughs> He was sad, okay? Well, I think he's talking about, like, the first time we see him and how he's, like, messing around with Cameron and, like... I mean, he is kind of annoying, but yeah. I think kind of in an endearing way at first. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, he said he was annoying. Uh, the last 15 <laughs> minutes... Just, he's such a champion for... Why is he bitching on Oscar? <laughs> That's my boy! <laughs> um, the last 15 minutes uh, was the final cat and mouse conflict. It was well done. But the rest of the film ran hot and cold. And yes, and no. And guy, then out. Then up, then down. It says guy. <laughs> F word, no sex, brief nudity from the first film. <laughs> Is that he's complaining about that? I don't know. First, okay. That was actually one thing I forgot to mention that I liked about this movie is that it is a, it's a sophisticated slasher film. The yep. fact that the, the only nudity in it is a callback to the original. It's the actual scene. So there's no sex scenes. And I actually, yeah, I don't remember hearing the F word. Even, yeah. even if they did, it Maybe. wasn't overused. Yeah. And I love it when movies have dignity like that. Yep. They don't have to show tits. They don't have to show ass. Yep. They can just keep focused on the characters and the drama that is happening. They can just keep on keeping on. That's right. Yep. I love that. That's why another reason why I love the fucking Scream movies. Yeah. So, like, if that's a criticism, he's a fucking idiot. Yep. He sounds like a fucking idiot. Like, I understand on Cameron. for the longest time, it was part of the, the slasher film trope where you have to... They, these are supposed to be dirty movies. They're supposed to have raunchy scenes. You know, they're supposed to be just schlock you know and because these movies want to be more dignified now they're complaining the yeah. fuck that actually pisses me off <laughs> yep some people just not what's bad. his name no god no masters no god no masters fuck you i would expect an answer like that <laughs> <laughs> i would expect an answer like he that said, i'm coming from someone he said i got no god no masters and now no titties but it says <laughs> come on about 39 obscenities are in the movie and more than half are f words okay so there are f words yeah. yeah so what the fuck is this guy talking about he needed uh, more of it i think that's what he's annoyed about i think he's really annoyed about with all the f words so he hates the word fuck 
But he just loves watching sex on a, on a horror film, I guess. He said, all this fucking no fucking. <laughs> <laughs> what a blue um, ball. That's right. I don't have access to Pornhub, so I need it here. Yeah. I paid good money to get a boner in this theater. <laughs> Damn it. I'm writing this for my local library. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. All right, moving on. Um, this one's probably going to be a little bit better. This person's name is Sleeping Dragon. I actually like the name, actually. Um, he I actually like the name, actually. <laughs> yep, that name, actually. Yeah. Um, he gave this person gave it an eight out of ten. Okay. So okay. they liked. They the liked movie. it. Yeah. They liked the movie. Um, I have. They said I half expected the usual cheap thrills and jumpy moments, and uh, liberties taken with the legacy of Michael Myers, but pleasantly surprised. A total, total and utter surprise. This was a quality film, one that felt as if it had a level of respect for its original. For its original, it uh, respected its roots, but forgot all those uh, that came between perhaps no bad thing. I guess they're saying, like, basically, it went, they went back to the roots, forgot the, what they did, the mistakes that they made. It, it, from the, the, from the sequels, and then... Yeah. Yeah. But then he's like, perhaps that was for the better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they said, uh, Michael Which I Myers. I definitely agree with that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Michael Myers, the man, he transformed years back into some kind of superhero villain, unable to die. Able to. Wait. What? <laughs> it says unable to die. Able to die. <laughs> <laughs> unable to die. Able but, to die. But if you keep going, it says unable to die. Able to die and come back to life. Oh. And he's here. And uh, here he's treating uh, treated as a man very well done. What? Wait. Treated as just a man. Very well done. Oh, okay. So there's no punctuation yeah, here. No, it's just me bad at reading. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, the writing is fantastic. I love the story and how it played out. If only previous films were this standard. The music was absolutely fantastic. Hey. I loved it. The best of the original. I probably meant originals. Yeah. Um, gripping, well acted, exciting, intriguing. Ranks second after the original. Eight after ten. Eight after ten? Eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's so like, and also tonight when I ate dinner, it was it was after ten. It was, uh, he said, it was 10.08 when I wrote this. <laughs> Eight after ten. Uh, I'm going to find someone who didn't like it. Give me one second. Uh-oh. But I'm not reading the paragraph. Oh, You're going to find me someone else I have to get mad at. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to if we watch Scream and there's bad reviews of it. I'm going to just... Oh, God. God, God this person wrote a friggin' book. <laughs> What's their name? I don't know. Stephen King? Said I don't know how to scroll past that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just not trying to. I'm still scrolling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Michael... Raku? 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 Rakeef? What the hell was that? Rikishi. <laughs> yeah, Michael Rafiki. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> what? Gave it a 5 out of 10. Uh-oh. The title says, Time Goes By for Michael Myers in Laurie Strode. Why did the people work so hard on the titles of their review to be like, oh, it's so catchy. It's so, it's so you know, innovative. Yeah. What a good title for my comment, for my review. Yeah. Right. And then their review is like, 
I didn't like it. <laughs> didn't like very bad. <laughs> yeah. No like. Didn't like. No titties. Too much fuck. Not enough fucking. That's right. <laughs> you know? um, all right. So uh, they state Laurie Strode's Jamie Lee Curtis first meeting with Madman. He said that like Meyer. it was a verb. Hold on. I'm so. Laurie Strode's Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, first off, it's multi. There are multiple Lori Strodes apparently. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> I'm so. Let's just start that all over, man. <laughs> Okay, so no. Okay, Laurie so Strode. No, no, it's, it's written. What? Hang on, hang on. I'll, I'll explain it. All right. Okay. So it's it's technically supposed to be Laurie Strode's first meeting with a madman, Michael Myers. Okay. But they put in parentheses Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, you never you never read the parentheses. <laughs> I always read parentheses. Hey so man, really? if it's math, you do the parentheses first. <laughs> All right, Jamie Lee Curtis, Laurie Strode's, <laughs> Laurie Strode's first meeting with madman Michael Myers. She was a teenage high school student who barely escaped his nightmarish tirade on Halloween night four decades ago. Michael Myers is being transferred from a deluxe mental institute for a lower security facility. Oh, was this guy giving a synopsis of the whole movie? Yeah, that's a lower. <laughs> well, hang on. Uh, he he hasn't spoken in for 40 years. Actually, probably longer than that. Um, oh, yeah, it's been longer. Yeah. Definitely. About Lori, 52 years, actually. Lori has fought. He's actually 61 in the movie. Um, that makes sense because it, it was 12 years after he killed his sister. So then, yeah, yeah 40 and then it'd be 52. And then, you know, by the time you, you just do the math there and yeah, figure yeah, out how yeah, old yeah, he was yeah, when he killed her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lori has fought her nightmare <laughs> for 40 years. And set up plans. Um, if there happens to be another chance of meeting, Michael has escaped. Shameful, overhyped, escapade, awesomely lame, and possibly falling. What? Failing. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> Let's cut that out. Do you need glasses? No, I just stupid. Oh, okay, that's fine. I, I just definitely keeping that in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. For whatever reason, like I can read in my head, but reading with my lips, you know. Yeah. Just. Eh. <laughs> Good degree. The mouth itself is fine. It's just the lips that are the problem. <laughs> I've been reading with my eyes closed this whole time, and just rubbing my lips on the screen. Ew. Oh God. <laughs> reading braille with your lips. <laughs> Dude, that'd be the dirtiest shit. Yeah. This braille is just people's fingers the whole time all over it. Ew. Dirtiest shit would be reading erotica with your lips. Oh no, <laughs> that would be nasty. Especially if someone left something on it. It's all <laughs> pictures that are like raised off the page so that you can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel it now, Mr. Krabs? It's a pop-up book. You know. Good grief. We're keeping all of this in. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, where are we at now? With him talking about the movie? Oh, are you still on something that guy's a, review? Something about I it falling, I think. Oh, I mean, we're failing. <laughs> Shut up! That was actually the end of it, actually. What? <laughs> he, gave, he gives a synopsis of the first movie and then says this one, I didn't like it. <laughs> Come on, bro. This is what I'm talking about. These people, they think that they're fucking movie critics just so they can 
tell you what you already know about the first movie. Turns out they wrote right, something right. really elegant, and Jason just did not do it justice. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's terrible. it's terrible. Okay, but I did find this. We'll, we'll, it, we'll, this will be the last one. Okay. I'm not going to read this whole thing because it's actually kind of long. But oh, my God. I like the title. All right. Okay. This was written by uh, Paul Classy, Classen. Really? Is this a bad review? Yeah. Ooh. It is a 2 out of 10. Oh, my God. Paul did not like this movie. He hated it. Paul hated this movie. All right. He, his comment. Oh, boy. Comment title is rehash, cliche, rehash, cliche, <laughs> yawn, yawn. Okay. Okay. All right. It says, whenever it seems there's a big hype surrounding a film, it turns out I don't like it. Halloween 2018 is no exception. The film was hailed as the franchise's great return and smashed box office records, so I highly anticipated watching this film. It was so disappointing. This guy has fun tearing off the wings of butterflies, doesn't he? Yeah, Bro, probably. I'm telling you, this guy, like, if that many of them are bad, it's probably a you problem. Yeah, no, he's he's one of those people that are like, you know, I'm just different. People don't understand me. Yeah. Like, he's part of that crowd that's like, oh, everyone likes this movie? I have to hate it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> that's him. Uh, the first few minutes of the film were very interesting as they set up the characters, although there were way too many unnecessary characters. <laughs> and we see how... Oh, yeah, this guy's an intellect. <laughs> we see how prepared Laurie Strode is should Michael ever escape and come for her. The yes. film should have been about Laurie Strode. It was nice to see Jamie Lee Curtis back again, but she merely made a guest appearance. Diminished by the hordes of characters and how many backstories can you uh, cram into one film? How many Seriously? people got backstories? What the nobody f- got backstories? No, yeah, what nobody, the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah. Also, he's like, he was it. He's with that guy who literally is pushing up his glasses. Like I'm an intellectual, indubitably, <laughs> indubitably. Like, like the most they did was continue to establish that world. It was world building yeah. that they were doing. Yeah. The only person who technically got a backstory was Karen. Yeah, hearing about her childhood. That's literally it. Well, and, and Michael, but I mean, we also get Allison having the whole that her mom has been lying to her for years about the about Lori and telling her that yeah, she's not. Yeah, but that was not, barely like. That yeah. Even, yeah. So I mean, very barely. What? Yeah. <laughs> From the instant the first character is killed, the film becomes a rehash of not only previous Halloween films but previously slash previous slasher films. It's a fucking slasher Those movie, were the bro. We, liked. we were like, oh, there's so many what callbacks. Did, what did he expect from a slasher film, <laughs> yeah. dude? Come on! <laughs> Ultimately, the film offers nothing new, so I genuinely can't understand why the film was such a big success. I got bored. I mean, literally bored. This movie didn't challenge me intellectually. <laughs> I said, peace out, homies. I'm going to go watch Dear John. <laughs> 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 It was senseless body count deluxe. Characters were added simply for the kill. They tried blending humor into the film, which was just stupid. What? This man finds no joy in life. Dude. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He watches a Who comedy. Who the fuck is this guy? He watches a comedy and he's like, I hate every second of this. <laughs> Nobody is this happy because I'm not this happy. Like, yeah. what the fuck? He's like that manager that everyone quits their job because of. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. The characters did the silliest things. Yep. It was cringeworthy. 
The film wasn't scary. It wasn't suspenseful. It had cliche upon cliche. It had uninteresting characters. It had the typical Halloween ending that wants us to believe Michael is dead while we know better. Once again, there's the movie. I mean, wait, there's there again. There's the cliche. Burn the entire house down routine. Gosh. And and how many movies have we seen this already? It was annoying. Holy Uh, shit. Please end Halloween now. Hold on. Hold on. Let's think about this. How many times has Michael been burned alive? Zero. Well, he got blown up in the original Halloween 2. And then it turned out somehow he survived it, even though it was originally supposed to kill him. So now I'm trying to think. In episode 4, when he comes back, he gets shot like crazy. In episode 5, I remember there is fire involved, but he doesn't get burned alive. In episode 6, I don't remember him getting burned alive. I don't remember it in H2O. I don't remember it in Resurrection. Like H2O. Halloween 20 years later. Gary. H2O. But, like, I, I, again, I understand the slasher movie tropes, the cliches, but that is also all quintessential parts of slasher films that are going to be in every single one of them. Yeah, like, stop watching yeah. fucking slashers. Dude, yeah. yeah. Like, sounds like, it sounds like one does not need to keep, keep watching this. It kept in the good cliches, took out some of the bad ones. What the yeah. fuck's the issue? But Whatever. what's funny is that people who saw this, three out of six, found this helpful. Those um, people also find no joy in life. Yeah. They like torturing ants. He texted all his <laughs> friends and like, yo, guys, go back me up on this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did. No yeah. gods, and no still masters. still three of them were like, nah, bro, this is fucking... No gods, no masters is running up like, yo, see, no sex, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He gets that. <laughs> Finally, a man with class. <laughs> That's right. You want to gonna go poke a caterpillar with a toothpick or something? <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go pour some salt on slugs. All right then. That'd be more entertaining than this movie. I see even more sad. To hear a scream. It's all. Nah, caterpillars up. are cuter than slugs, so I feel like it would be less sad to pour salt but, on slugs. Well, I feel like it's probably a faster death than poking a caterpillar to death with but, a toothpick. Yeah. How would you like to have all the water drain out of your body and slowly die? Well, just well, go mean, to the back of space. Die when you do that. But it's still bad. It's still sad. But then you just like. Poking a caterpillar to death. Over and like, over. And watching it like writhe around. I don't want to talk about this. What the fuck are we doing? Oh, yeah, anyways. Oh, all right. Terrible. Moving on. Let's go to the real life scary facts. Yeah, well, these Brandon less, Bradford. These ones are less scary facts and more oh. like trivia facts about death. Oh, whoa. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Did you oh, know? dude. We can call this segment post mortem. <laughs> post mortem <laughs> trivia. <laughs> Do you know how long the brain can survive after the heart stops? Uh, seven minutes. Seven minutes, actually. Yeah. Boom. All right. That was good. Yeah. Do hair and fingernails continue growing after death? Di- no, yes, they do they not. Do. Yes, they, they only do. give the illusion of growing because, because your skin, skin shrinks. But yep. boom. Wrong. Uh, but uh, one thing that I do know, I don't know if you have this on your list, but I learned it before. What's that? Um, <laughs> like when you get your head chopped off. Like, oh my god. You can still, you can still see. Blink. You can still see. Well, yeah, because like, you're, you're conscious for like thirty seconds or for a while. Because the brain's still aware at that moment, like, but yeah. how crazy is it hasn't stopped long, firing signals. Pretty, you know? Yeah, that's so weird. Like you, you can like all of a sudden, like your head, <laughs> the world starts turning. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Oh. The last thing you remember is being dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. 
an 18th century means of determining death, right, is called the Balfour test, where they would, uh, to check if someone was dead, they would stick needles through their skin and into the heart, uh, and then they would watch to see if the needles moved. Oh, to see if the heart was beating? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Why didn't they just say, hey, are you dead? I thought he was going to be talking about like the, when they would bury people and they would attach like bells to their fingers to see if they uh, accidentally oh, yeah. buried them alive. And then the very last thing is just uh, the amount of people that di- died um, due to the Black Death was 25 million. That's insane. That's fucking crazy. <clears throat> yep. I mean, so that's what I got. Just think about it. Not, not, no modern medicine at the time, so they're just fucking. They said, "Oh, you're sick. You need an ear nail." <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you try this meth? <laughs> <laughs> we need to drain your blood. <laughs> oh God, bloodletting. They said oh, drain. No. Which they actually thought they. You know why they used to do that? Was because what? of girls menstruating. They thought that that was actually a, a point of a time of evilness, and the girl was shedding the evil out of their body during that menstruation. So they, that's why they started doing bloodletting because they figured men had the same issues, but no means of getting rid of it, so they would bleed them like that. What? Yeah, it's insane. I need to go release the evils from my body. <laughs> this boy, this boy, go emo. Well, go pee. Well, Brandon's leaving. We'll we'll give a a quick goodbye since you need to pee. So it all was, right, guys, that was awesome. It was a pleasure talking about this movie. Uh, we'll be talking about Halloween Kills next. We're gonna just go ahead and finish that out, and then. I guess we'll start uh, Scream after that, and then eventually we'll watch The Fucking Exorcist, my my scary movie well, from childhood. Honestly, like Scream, <clears throat> new Scream movie's about to be out. Yeah, so this, we could this week. We could probably just like, like, like put it off. We're not going to get it by that. Oh, we could so watch rude. the new one and then go through and watch the rest. Oh, but that's that could give a spoiler yeah, about some of the other ones. Don't be spoiler. So we'll, we'll figure out the, the... Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure but for out. now, we'll, we'll let you guys, you know, stop listening to us be idiots. And um, I guess we'll just we'll just end this one. Yeah, I mean it's been oh, real. It's been real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it ain't been real fun. Oh my god. <clears throat> it ain't been real fun. Fuck you. <laughs> and on that note, have a good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Oh my god.